No, no, no. Life insurance is not an investment. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents Channel. My name is Jesse Durham. We're back for another episode of our Myths, Mysteries, and Misconceptions playlist where we're going to be covering just that. Myths or mysteries or some misconception that folks have around the infinite banking concept. Now, the ideal asset that we discuss here on the channel that you can privately own that's the ideal asset for a banking entity is a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends. And so often out there in the conventional financial world, we are told many things erroneously uh, or, or again, misconceptions, myths, mysteries about whole life insurance. And one is that What's well, like a it's a it's a it's a it's a misconception on top of a myth where folks will say that whole life insurance is a bad investment. The Dave Ramseys, the Susie Ormans, whoever it happens to be, your brother-in-law, whoever it happens to be. Now, let me say from the start, and I wrote this quote down so I could get it exactly right. I didn't even want to paraphrase it. Nash or Nelson Nash says in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker. He says, this book is not about investments of any kind. It is about how one finances the things of life, which can certainly include investments. So again, R. Nelson Nash says in his book, this book is not about investments of any kind. It is about how one finances the things of life, which can certainly include investments. Now that's in the introduction to becoming your own banker. So especially for folks that want to name drop infinite banking in particular in relation to saying anything about whole life insurance, what what I believe is that folks are either speaking from a place of ignorance, hopefully not malice. Okay, so what I'm going to presume is that Folks haven't read Nash's book, so that's why I'm mentioning it. That's why I'm encouraging. It's right in the introduction that Nash says that what he's getting ready, ready to write about is not about investments of any kind. And what he's encouraging people to do is to consider becoming their own banker. That's what I'm here to discuss as well. And the asset, the ideal asset that he discusses using for the banking entity is a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends. Okay, so let's talk about life insurance real quick. I know Nash said that he in his book was not going to be talking about investments, but furthermore, life insurance is not an investment. Not an investment. Okay, and we could break that down in lots of different ways, but but at its core, at its foundation, life insurance is a way to mitigate risk. You know, you have car insurance for, heaven forbid, you know, you have an accident with your car. Home insurance, heaven forbid, you have a fire or something. Okay, phone insurance. And then you have life insurance because we have a capacity to earn and to provide financially for those that have an insurable interest in us, right? So it's a way for us to be able to offset that risk to an insurance company. And when it's a whole life insurance policy, that's just a permanent product. It's a private asset that we can own for our whole life, okay? And 
that's going to provide a death benefit for those who who would you know hurt financially from our eventual demise whether that's now or or later and that's that's one of the beauties of course of whole life insurance is that you're paying scheduled premiums into this contract that you're going to own for your whole life it's not just for a term so nash is not talking about investments of any kind life insurance is insurance for life it's mitigating risk so it's just it's just a misconception okay that life insurance is an investment okay a couple of points here so let's let's talk about investments isn't one aspect of an investment that there's some element of risk okay that that you could gain but also that you could lose well with a life insurance policy okay and and i'm going to talk about properly structured whole life policies with mutual companies that pay dividends that policy is not going to lose value period full stop not going to lose value okay now let's be really particular here uh whole life insurance policy is a contract so again not an investment it's a contract i when I go through this selection process, you know, I'm, I fill out this application with a company. I go through a, this medical screening. They approve me for this coverage. I agree to pay these premiums. This unilateral contract is I have picked these premium amounts. I'm paying those premium amounts. And all these other responsibilities, all these other obligations are on the insurance company to provide my beneficiaries with this tax-free windfall of capital. I have the contractual right to access capital in my policy. The premiums that I pay are going to forever compound into the future. So there is no loss of value there. The liquidity that I have to access, and that's what we're getting ready to talk about more at length probably in this particular conversation, it will have a capitalization phase, sure, where I can access a portion of or, or a certain quantity let's let's put it in, in that in that way in this contract I, I'm going to have a contractual right to access a certain amount of capital and that capital is going to grow and that's going to compound into the future and it would be relative to what I started to say just in case you're curious what I started to say was we're going to be able to access a portion that's relative to the amount of premiums that we've chosen to pay so if we've chosen to pay x amount of premium we're going to be able to access a portion of that at the beginning of the ownership of that policy and then that is just going to grow over our lifetime of owning this policy and, and using this policy for those that are interested in becoming your own banker. But I'm trying to make some blanket statements, right, to cover some general ground there, to, to cover a lot of paint on, on the canvas quickly because this broad statement of life insurance is an investment or life whole life, if you want to get particular, some people will say whole life insurance is a bad investment. Life insurance is not an investment. Discussing becoming your own banker is not about investing. It can include investing, but it's not about talking about. But it's you reascertaining the banking function in your life. See, traditionally we are we are told to abdicate that to the conventional banking system, and perhaps somebody's told us to pay cash for things. But those are the two ways that everything is financed, and everything is financed. Either we conventionally finance or we pay cash for it. Whereas becoming your own banker is you putting yourself in that position again of being your own banker. And the asset that we're going to use is a, a whole life policy, like I've said. 
Now, let me just, while, while we're at it, let me throw out Webster's definition. Webster says life insurance is, and I quote, a contract whereby one party agrees to compensate another for loss through death. Okay, so it's a contract whereby one party agrees to compensate another for loss through death. Nothing about investing in there. It's not an investment. Now, I recently heard a clip from Mr. Dave Ramsey, who I love reading behind. I can't I can't hardly watch and listen to to his stuff. Even though he's funny, even though he's sarcastic, when it comes when it comes to whole life, when it comes to in particular him 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 name dropping, and, and he's and honestly he's because I do I love I'm reading one of his books right now. It's on the corner of my desk, his Legacy Journey book. Love reading that book. I don't like everything in that book, but I love reading behind the man. Very knowledgeable, great businessman, great investor, real estate guru. Lots of thing, lots of great things I can say. But this this particular sphere of whole life insurance and understanding how it can be used in particular with becoming your own banker, I, I think it must certainly be a point of, of, of ignorance. But I, I'm just open to having that conversation about the things that he says. Again, my purpose behind this is not to throw shade, but it's actually to shed light. I'm just trying to share the good news that you can become your own banker. We did. My wife and I, our household, we've been doing this for going on nine years now. We've helped other people to do it as well. And that's the whole intent and purpose, of course, behind the podcast. And, you know, that that, that you can be your own banker. I'm just here to be your biggest fan. But something that I heard that was shared with me recently was where he was having a conversation with somebody who'd bought a whole life policy. They were asking him what to do according to his program and rules and the way he does things. And he said, you bought... All right, so I'm going to quote. He says, and I quote, you bought insurance, and it was a whole life policy, insurance and an investment. And Dave was what Dave was trying to do was he was trying to discuss, well, you should be buying term and investing versus getting this whole life policy that has this cash value because in getting a, a whole life policy, it's like you're buying death benefit plus an investment. And that's, that's his word. Dave used the word investment. Whole life insurance is not an investment. Life insurance is not an investment. There are other types of life insurance. Life insurance is not an investment. I know that the dividend of products can be tied to the market. I don't do that. I don't tie my dividend to, I want that dividend to buy me paid up additional insurance. That's another myth that I'm, I'm glad I just thought of right now that we can that we can clear up. So there are companies out there, great mutual life insurance companies that will give you the option to tie your dividend to the market in the hopes of you gaining more. But of course, you can lose it all. I just want my dividend. Give me my dividend. I want to buy paid up additional insurance with it. That's going to compound and grow and scale my system even more because dividends are not guaranteed. But again, we, we only do business and we only personally own policies with companies that have paid a dividend for well over 100 consecutive years. So a track record matters. Okay. And, and would I rather have the option? Sure. Nothing wrong with having the option to tie my dividend to the market, but I don't want to. And I don't. And I don't encourage anybody to. Um, because we're on the journey of becoming our own banker. If you want to do something in the market, do something in the market. Anyway, here we go. This is not investment advice either. <laughs> Oh, this is so fun. But Dave said, and again, I quote, I'm going to repeat this, and I quote, you bought 
insurance, and an investment. So he was talking about the cash value and he was talking about the death benefit. So what he's trying to say is that, well, you could have term insurance for a fraction of the cost, but because you've bought this whole life insurance policy, you've bought death benefit and an investment, which is erroneous. That is a misconception, if not downright malicious. And I don't know what Dave knows, and that's why I say it that way. And then he continues to say to that caller on his show that they only pay you the death benefit and they keep your money. They keep the cash value. I've covered that particularly on this channel already. But suffice it to say here and now, because it does bear repeating, the death benefit has a net representation today in the cash value. So the cash value of a policy is merely a net representation today of that future future greater amount, which is the death benefit, the face value. They're one and the same depending on which point of a timeline you're gonna you're gonna pick or choose. Because if it's because of it's at maturity, if it's at your graduation, whenever you pass, it's gonna be the death benefit. It's gonna be the face amount. But if you're accessing the capital in its net equivalent here and now, or at some point before that future date, it will be less. <laughs> Contractually, yes, sure. So, no, they don't just pay you the death benefit and keep the cash value. That's not how that works. That is a misunderstanding. But here's here's why we're, here's what we're addressing in particular here. Dave continues to, I mean, he's he's using words. Uh, that that are they're not fun to mention for for me, calling folks crook, calling people slime balls, calling people stupid or scumbags or whatever else he says, and of course he calls uh, these life insurance companies the payday lender of the middle class. Again, let me say for my part, I'd love to have a conversation with Dave Ramsey just as much as I would with anybody else. Not more, not less. You know, I'm, I'm trying to learn what I can from him by reading his books, and I've listened to his show before, and he's got lots of great information out there. On this particular point, here's what I know. I'm already riding the bike. You can't tell me that riding a bike doesn't work. I've got the breeze in my hair. I've got the exhilaration of going down the hill. It's fun. I'm doing it. Okay, so nobody standing over here on the side who's not riding a bike can tell me what riding a bike is like or, or that it's this or that or the other. I'm already doing it and I'm having fun. I don't know what Dave knows. So my only pushback is on questioning what we know and how we know it. What I'm covering particularly today is the idea that life insurance and particularly Whole life insurance is an investment. It's not. Life insurance is not an investment. Nash says in his book that he's not going to be talking about investing. You can use the infinite banking concept on your investments in your investing strategy because everything's financed, including investments. Investments are financed also. They're financed or they're paid for with cash. Okay, that's 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 it unless you become your own banker. So you've either got to use other people's money or you've got to capitalize and set aside money for yourself. And there are lots. Oh, my goodness. There's so much there. So here's what I'm going to say. If you view whole life insurance as just a traditional part of you wanting to build up a greater net worth, 
for you to be able to have a tax-free transfer of wealth to the next generation, for you to be able to offset risk that you have in your household or in your business implications on your person, on your body. If you're just looking to buy and have and own and potentially operate, again, I'm trying to speak in the traditional sense of why whole life insurance can stand on its own two feet. It's a private asset. It's yours. You can compound your capital into the future by paying premiums into this private asset. You can have the benefit of paying set premium amounts in an inflationary environment. So what I'm saying is you can be using depreciating dollars to own this appreciating asset. Because remember, again, eventually the death or the cash value must eventually equal what the death benefit is over the course of your lifetime. It must end there. So isn't that a constant upward growth trend? Ever-increasing number. So again, just if you're looking to own this type of a private asset in the traditional sense, there's a lot of merit in that. But when you do wrap your mind around the opportunity and the potential profitability that you have in becoming your own banker and owning a system of these policies and what that can do for you, then of course it completely changes the game. So I hope that this has been helpful and insightful on giving some pushback, giving some perspective on the erroneous statement that life insurance, in particular whole life insurance, is an investment. It's just not so. But please let me know your feedback in the comment section below if you'd like to have a conversation about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, then don't hesitate to get in my calendar. Contact us. Look forward to that conversation. I hope you have a great day. Take care. No, 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 no. Dave, Dave, calm down. Life insurance. It's not an investment, okay? Does anybody else hear that rooster out there? Good grief, I'm trying to record a podcast here. We're going to have chicken and dumplings for supper. That's all I know, okay? <laughs> you know, I, I would actually say... If you can hear that rooster crowing out there, I mean, it's a really cocky thing for him to do, isn't it? To be crowing out there while I'm trying to record this podcast. Do you get it? I said, that's a real cocky thing for him to do. Cocky? He's a rooster. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, I'm just trying to strut my humor in front of you. I did my best. It was a spur of the moment joke. All these rooster jokes, rooster jokes, dad jokes, dad jokes that are rooster jokes, rooster jokes that are dad jokes. That's what it is. (laughs) What else we got? No, that's good. That's enough, right?